What's up, people? It's Brody. I got my sidekick, a.k.a. my piñata, Jenna. <laughs> piñata? Yeah. All right. And um, definitely been a long time uh, since we recorded. How long has it been? A couple of months. Since I think- before, I mean, March was March 15th, I think, is when we... Stopped. Yeah, it seems like it's been like light years. And um, when going back through the numbers and uh, kind of tracking this, I was really surprised that we were really maintaining any sort of download because it has been several weeks of not releasing an episode. And at first I thought maybe the um, people weren't listening because... Well, I thought, actually, I'm, let me back this up. I originally thought people would listen more to podcasts when this was all going on. Um, but I think in return, they've listened less. And I think it's across the board because some of the other podcasts I, I listen to kind of talk about that on their numbers and such. So it's kind of weird. Um, so how you been through the pandemic? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, honestly, at first... Um wasn't that bad, but now I think that things are starting to open back up. Everybody's just getting a little anxious and ready to get moving. So you're getting anxious and you're already an anxious person. Yep. What the hell does that mean? Extra anxious. That's awesome. Yep. What about you? We won't go in grave detail about how <laughs> I feel about this, how I've been through this. I've been fine, honestly. I think frustration, if I had to pick one word, it'd be frustration uh, throughout all this. And it's not because of my thoughts on the whole thing. It's hearing people um, and how much they're suffering that are our members. So that's been a big issue for me, um, which we'll probably talk about in a little bit. So as you can tell, guys, we're missing someone. Um this podcast would have never started if it wasn't for Mo reaching out and I'd still be writing. Well, I still write stuff in my phone, obviously, but um, we wouldn't got to know a lot of you or all of you uh, throughout this uh, time. So without him, this would never have started, like I said, and he's no longer going to be doing this with us. Um, When that was when that finally transpired, uh, we were done with the podcast. That was it. Um, it was really, it was over completely. And uh, I, I didn't want that. Uh, but at the same time, it just thinking about doing this without all three of us was just, it didn't make sense. And um, so I had decided not to do it. Um, we're trying to figure out how to tell everybody and no shit. I got a text from one of our listeners, um, about their daughter, uh, thinking I was, uh, famous or famous. Yeah. And, uh, which I am, but, um, (laughs) uh, and that whenever this coronavirus ended, she wanted to, her daughter wanted to come up. Um, and they live a good distance away and uh, hang out and do do CrossFit and and um, for the day. And I thought that was really, really 
awesome, obviously. And we received so many other messages about if we were still doing this and really hoped that we were. And uh, that was really the probably the breaking point for me saying we got to try to figure out if we can actually do this. All right. And it's because of the support and it's because uh, I felt like that we were going to turn our backs on you after so many years. And I just didn't think that was the way to do it. And if we could at least try to make this work, um, we will try. And if we suck at it, which we won't, um, then I guess it will just kind of fall off. (laughs) What was your thoughts on everything? Yeah, I mean, it definitely sucks. I thought that we were finished too. But like you said, there's so many messages from people that relate to everything and that um, I would say that they take advice seriously and that they apply some of those things. And maybe they're doing some of the things that we talk about and don't realize it and then they change what they're doing or their way of looking at things, I guess, or... um, yeah, I just think a lot of people have got a lot from the podcast, so I just thought it was still cool that we would try to make it work. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of shows you people were, were pretty desperate for information because yeah. they actually started listening to you. Which <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Well, honestly, I thought maybe we should just do some ASMR instead of doing a podcast. <laughs> What the hell is it? That sounds like some sort of like. Where you taught or like people eat. Remember I showed you that video where she had like a paintbrush. Forget that dude. Whatever. Um, You know, the. It was extended to Mo. He's always walking back. And if he ever wants to get back on the podcast, we would love to have him. Um, And I'm sure you guys would, too. Uh, But that's always an open ended um, conversation. And. uh but we're going to do our best to bring you the best as always. So what's this going to change? Uh, first and foremost, what time is it? It is 11.51. 11.51 and we're recording. It's In the not, morning. Yes. Not, <laughs> not at not, night. Not at night like it usually is. So that's a, that's one of the biggest changes. We're going to be able to do it early, get it out of the way. Um, not in a bad way, but, you know, Jenna yawns 95,000 times in the evening um, and – she has to drink so much caffeine to even stay awake that she's taking 82 piss breaks in between. So that extends our recording so many more hours. Um, so for every hour episode, we're recording for three hours because of Jenna. Wow. <laughs> um, but that's, that's the next point is we're going to have actually uh, uncapped episodes. So if you never knew that, you know, for a long time, we were doing really short ones, and then we went to really uncapped, and then we started having to cap them because of time constraints and schedules. So this is going to go as long as it takes. Um, it could be an hour. It could be two hours. Could I don't know. I think eventually it could get to the three-hour mark. Um, I don't know what if that will ever happen, but it's not going to be capped. And as long as the information is good and you guys don't uh, hate it, then we'll keep doing it and keep it uncapped. Um, content's going to be the same. Um, that's not going to change. Okay. Just maybe the delivery Jenna's actually got to talk more, which is, that's a, like, if, if there's pros and cons, that's definitely a, like a double con and that she has to talk more, wow. but, um, you know, I don't like hearing myself talk too, too much. Um, even though I am pretty sexy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but we do have a learning curve because we have a new editor-in-chief named Jenna. <laughs> and that's, once again, how desperate we are. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun trying to figure that out. So a lot we, of YouTube. Yeah. So we had to... Um, we bought all the equipment. Okay, this has been a three-week-ish yeah. uh, process, meaning we would get a couple pieces and put them together and be like, oh, let's try it out. And then we're like, it's not fucking working. And then then try, you have to buy another piece, and you're like, okay, we're going to try to record today our test episode and get everything ready and meet up, and then it doesn't work. And then the third time was the charm. Um, Dude pool really helped us out. Um, getting the right equipment kind of set up. So purchased the equipment and uh, got everything new. Um, excited to do this. Um, but uh, hopefully the audio is solid. Um, if it isn't, it's Jenna's fault, to be honest. So, I mean, technically, I always blame everything on Jenna, but it actually will be her damn fault this time. Uh, we're going to save the Patreons and things like that until the very end it'll give jenna a good hour or so to kind of get practice ready, to get ready for them <laughs> um but let's get into this so today's episode training during a pandemic all right um what's been the hardest thing for you jenna during this training for tra- like training wise well <laughs> Uh, I would say at the beginning, I still had some motivation. I was like, all right, we're going to do this. We can do it. I have a dumbbell. Um, so I felt optimistic. And then... Yeah, because your first workout you did, I remember you put it up on um, before you got kicked out of your own house to work out. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> by your roommate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which is her mom. Um cool (laughs) whatever i'm kidding um it was burpees over the dumbbell outside in the freaking pouring rain oh yeah and freaking crazy ass jenna is like literally in the video you it wasn't it was no simple workout and she's literally the ground's already soaked it's raining she's out in the rain doing burpees over the dumbbell so she was definitely optimistic optimistic everything was going to go great yeah then what happened (laughs) just as time goes on you know you lose a little bit of motivation (laughs) um i could tell i was like losing some strength a little bit too so that's always discouraging and then (laughs) yeah (laughs) why is this 35 pound dumbbell feel so heavy yeah and then uh i don't know it honestly i just kind of dwindled off and now i'm just like i would rather be working out more for health purposes and to stay alive right now than to be training for something. Um, we can't train for anything anyways, cause they cancel games. So I know you, I know your, <laughs> yeah, invitation, I was planning on, your invitation got revoked. <laughs> I was planning on going. Well, um, she did, uh, she was competing under Tanzania's national. <laughs> wow. She was Tanzania's national champion. They have like two affiliates, I think down there. Hmm. Yeah, no, I I just have lost motivation and just trying to get back at it now. Um, I feel like when it's nice out, I'm more motivated to do things, whether it's like running, walking. I mean, like literally, I think uh, last week 
I ran, I went for like two walks with my dog and I did the workout and then there will be like a rainy or cold day and I don't do anything for three days. So I don't know. I just think that this is a unique situation and you can't be too hard on yourself. Um, You can always come back and get after it when you, once we open back up, whenever that will be. Isn't it funny (laughs) how, um, like a day it's kind of rainy right now cloudy yesterday was beautiful yeah and like just your whole day is changed like Mm -hmm. the days you don't feel like working out if you can have the sunshine like it just totally changes the total dynamic of how you it changes everything for me my mood my motivation i'm not as tired like right now i could literally go back to sleep but yeah. I can sleep forever anyways. <laughs> yeah, you do sleep forever. Uh, training-wise for me, man, it's it's been about the same. <laughs> Doing <laughs> shit. Um, you know, it's uh, the first, I would say, two to three weeks I spent uh, really trying to make sure that if we had a lot of cancellations that we were going to survive this, okay? Uh, in my opinion, there's no gym that should close because of this. There's a lot of stuff out there to kind of help you out if needed. You got to do some work, though, and um, I'm not saying that members should be expected to pay because, you know, I sent an email out actually saying the complete opposite. I don't expect them to pay, um, and I would, never, I would never hold that against them and their personal finances um, to try to help the gym out. I mean, it's I'd rather them eat than me eat, obviously, um, but... You know, we just started this in-house competition. Uh, what was that? Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, before all this, like once all this happened, um, I took about two days to kind of collect myself. Like not mentally, I wasn't like in shock. It was whatever. Um, but I came in and I wrote out a five-week program and what I want to wanted to accomplish each of those weeks as we progress and. Give myself some subtle reminders that, hey, membership could drop. Don't lose your shit. It's just part of the process, and it'll work out. And a lot of stuff to kind of reassure that through this process that I didn't lose sight of this is temporary. I think a lot of people, as this got deeper, seeing it was going to be – they felt it was going to be permanent, okay, especially with some of the things that are being said. You you just – there was no hope, you know, no hope. There's no timeline. There's no date. I think that was the thing is like there's nothing to like look forward to to ending. So like when the first time where it was like, okay, we're going to open back up on this date. I was like, okay, there's only like one week left. Right. And then it got extended again. And then it's like, okay, that's only 20 more days or whatever. 30 more days. We can do this. It's like, so you have to like mentally, like you're good at adapting to things. Like I don't feel like things don't. I don't know, you're good at not letting things affect you. You just, like, take it for what it is and then figure it out from there. But a lot of people aren't like that. I know I'm not always like that. (laughs) You're never like that. I just have different coping mechanisms. (laughs) I don't know if you have a coping mechanism. I think it's, like, when Jenna was being created, it was, like, one of those pieces that was, like, you find after you put something together, it's, like, left over. And you're, like, what is this? What's this for? And I think it's got discarded. (laughs) Wow. But I'm, no, I get it. It is. I, I. That's why I made this list, though. But you have two. You have two choices. You're gonna let this 
freaking thing defeat you, you're going to figure out how to get better during it. And I always choose the other, the latter. I mean, it's just, it's easier for me to say because I do it, right? Mm -hmm. But someone who has anxiety or battles depression, they're looking at like, holy crap, this is the end of the world, okay? Um, but training-wise for me, you know, we did an in-house, uh, started in-house competition, random draw, did uh, RX and scaled teams, mixed uh, two, and uh, the winners get hypervolt. hypervolts. They just get a hypervolt. So um, I, I, I had this kind of planned out, not the, not the hypervolt thing, um, but I wanted to do an in-house competition if this got deep into it because I've trained at home. I've had my own equipment. Um, I knew that eventually the newness would wear off for some people because we loaned out about $25,000 in our equipment to our members, barbells, weights, dumbbells, um, and then all programming is going to be kind of based around that for them. And we still have been posting, you know, every, everyday workouts, but I knew that would wear off at mm -hmm. the same time, ran into an issue as an owner, uh, people, people going out and buying equipment, right? Now they have this stuff at home. Uh, you worry that maybe they don't want to come back to the gym, right? Because yeah. you get the new – you hear it all the time. Oh, if I had a barbell, I'd work out all the time. I'd look, And, yeah, you do for about a month. Yeah. And then it's like, fuck, I need my people. Like mm -hmm. everybody thinks it's – yeah, the program is cool and, and loud music is cool. It's the fucking people. That's the number one across the board that people are missing. And if this was, if this actually went shorter, we would have ran into a potential issue, I think, where people would have been so new with the equipment that they could maybe we could have lost some people because of it. But I think since it's went so far, people are over Zoom, people are over the equipment being at home. Now it's occasionally it's going to be nice, but there, I mean, we have two members that are coming in our parking lot that worked out in the last two <laughs> days. We had another group of four or five of them come into a, our parking lot to work out. So they're leaving their homes to come to the gym to work out in the parking lot of our gym. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I know, like, I've always said I would want a barbell at home because I always get, like, random urges late at night to work out. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but I know if it and was she there. instead. Yeah, if it was there, I definitely wouldn't use it, though. <laughs> I'd be like, meh. That's fine. There is no way that you would be allowed <laughs> dropping that heavy fucking barbell no. at 1 well, a.m. until I move. Yeah, but I don't care. Like, you think it's not quiet. It's really not. Like, oh, yeah, true. Like, it if other literally people, rattles My neighbors everything. would be like, what the fuck? Oh, dude, they, they definitely would. Um, what's something cool you've done during this pandemic that you normally wouldn't have done? Hmm. Mm. I feel like honestly, my life really hasn't changed much <laughs> except for <laughs> except for not coming to the gym. I've like, been living a pandemic my whole life. I don't know. I've been more active. I've been like walking and running more. I guess I'm just like outside more because normally my day to day is like coming to the gym, working inside, or hanging out with you, <laughs> and then, um, and then working out and then going home. But I don't. Really, I'm not outside a ton, so yeah. I've been able to walk. So you've and done nothing cool more. during this. I don't think. What have I done? I don't know. I'm asking you. I didn't say, "Hey, Brody, what has Jenna what have done? I done?" <laughs> no, not really. I don't think. Okay, you don't have to do anything cool. I mean, we know you live an awesome, like, exciting life. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that crickets? Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I, I'll still come to – I've still been coming to the gym pretty much every day. I think I gave myself one day off uh, like twice through the week. I think I would take a Friday off. Um, and I'm hoping I can do that again tomorrow. But, um, yeah, I'd still get here, and Jenna still beat me here. She's still in here working, so she actually – you know, it's a luxury that she has. Uh, she has her own business. She gets to really kind of have her own hour. So, you know, nothing was really lost out of all this minus a couple weddings, I guess. Yeah, I've had to reschedule a lot. Um, some people are doing like a ceremony still and then the reception later in the year or next year. Or some people are just like, screw it, we're just going to do the whole thing next year, which I kind of think is smarter. But, um, yeah. It's been a mess for everybody's plans, so including my own. <laughs> so something cool I've done. Um, I think the coolest thing I've done was I was able to actually take a step back. I'm notorious for burning the um, the candle at both ends and then also starting it in the middle somehow. Like so, I'm literally I'm on fire. I think a lot of my my days. Uh, not in a frantic way. It's just um, I struggle with saying no. Okay, I always want to help people. Um, I always feel like I'm behind, so I want to put more on my plate. Uh, Which makes no sense. It doesn't make sense, but that's just how I operate. Um, then the things I'm currently working on, I give 100% because anything I do, I won't take it. I have... I do have this. Anything I do, uh, I have to give 100%. If I take anything on and can't give 100%, I won't do it. It's just that simple. Um, you know, I had to, I actually turned down someone throughout all this to do the programming because I'm out of state. And um, it's just because I I was really worried, you know, working on the gym and trying to get everything lined up, you know, worst case scenario because I don't plan for the best case. Um because that's naturally going to happen anyways. Um, so I actually did do that, which I was kind of proud of myself. And not that I didn't want to help this person out by doing that, but um, I offered my knowledge other ways to them. Um, but being able, being able to step back, and uh, I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about my scheduling. I've learned a lot about... Um, operating the gym. I've learned a lot about programming. Um, I really took this time to reflect on a bunch of, I mean, I've had, what, 50 days? I don't know how many days it's been. 60, 50, almost 60? Yeah. So it's a lot of days for me. Um, in all honesty, I've, I've enjoyed it. Um, I miss the people. I, I get to talk to several of them still, and I still reach out. Um, I do miss that aspect. I do miss the coaching. Um, but I feel selfish in saying this but i think i needed the pandemic personally um not that this not take away from anybody who's passed away from it but um it was uh, it was good timing for me mentally i think and i'm now with that said i don't want to do this like every five years you know i don't want to do that but uh the stuff that i learned about myself and about the gym and to for example, I'm never going to schedule a nutrition on a Friday again. It, it worked out on um, 
randomly, I think, through this um, – through the coronavirus. I didn't have nutrition's on a Friday. And I was like – like, I'm coming in. First thing I do is see what, what I have for – I was like, oh, I don't have anything today. Man, that feels fucking good. Like, it felt fucking good. I can literally – I could go out to the gym, and if I just want to swing on the rope for – 30 minutes <laughs> upside down like a fucking sloth. I can do that, mm-hmm. right? I don't have to come in, hurry up, get my food in or go get a coffee or go do do this or that. I don't have to rush. And I was like, fuck, that's weird. It's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird to me to be able to come in and actually breathe or I can't breathe right now because the pollen's like at 10,000, I think. <laughs> Literally. Um, But it was really nice. So I know I will not schedule any nutrition on a Friday. And I haven't since, since that, since that day, I haven't scheduled any on a Friday. And if I can't take on nutrition's and get scheduled through the week, I'll just start dropping nutrition's that I take in. Um, so that's been actually kind of cool. And I'm going to try to limit how many I do in the evening as well. Um, cause a lot of times forever I used to do extra work and things like that after, uh, the five thirty class. But a lot of times now I have uh, trained 3.30 class. I'll work out at 4.30 or 5.30. And then immediately following, have a 6.40 and a 7. And sometimes a 7.20 uh, nutrition back-to-back. Go home, eat dinner. You know, it's just every single day. Um, so definitely learn that. Um, favorite thing you've watched on Netflix during this pe- pandemic? Well, I mean, I kind of have to say Tiger King because... You don't have to. Was that your favorite? Yeah, I think so. I watched... Honestly, I have a problem, which I feel like most people who watch The Office... A or... Funny. No, I think because every time I, like, start to watch something else, I always revert back to The Office because it's just funny and makes me happy. I heard they're taking that off of Netflix. Yeah, they've been saying that for a while, though. I'm kidding. I didn't hear that. I was just oh. trying to... Well, they did it. say that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, for, like, a while, though. Um, so, Tiger... Yeah, Tiger King was funny. I mean, it was like yeah, it was, it was, it so was like sad, kind of, but also funny. Pe- people's demise is so funny. Yeah. Um. It it brought some humor into this time. Yeah, I I would say, uh, for me, Tiger King was definitely up there. But you know, I just started watching. Um, oh man, I don't know. This is this is a really tough one. Ozark. No, that that like really fucked me up towards the end. Like, the <laughs> ending, like, I've bawled my eyes out the last, like, two episodes. Okay, so, anyways, this is my question, not yours. Uh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, you you had the chance to say Sorry. something. Ozark, uh, Terry Hewitt turned me on to that. And it's one of those freaking shows that literally, from the first or second episode in, it just, it sucks you into the hole. And uh, they had just was getting ready to release season three and I guess it took him almost two years to release this. So people who've been watching Ozark for episode one and two had to wait almost two years to get season three and I'm rolling right into it like this asshole. Well we wait waited like a month or something, right? Yeah. To but watch. they but they waited Yeah, literally years. Two, <laughs> like two years. And I feel like the asshole coming in like they, yeah. They've already watched this, you know, two years ago. I'm just now getting up to speed mm-hmm. and they're rolling right into the new episode. Um, and then when that finished, I'm like, damn, I hope that doesn't take another two years. So it's a tie for me. Okay. Ozark. And it's not Tiger King, but mm. the last dance that just mm-hmm. started that on ESPN. 
uh, about the 98-99 Bulls and their history of Michael, Michael Jordan from when he got drafted in. A lot of personal interviews. It's it's really, really good. Uh, but I think I'll have to give the slight edge to Ozark because it it's so – it reminds me like a current day – like reality, like Game of Thrones, like you just don't know what's going to happen. No one's safe, and and a lot less sex. <laughs> a lot less, yes, a lot less. Thank goodness. Um, the worst thing you've watched on Netflix during this? Mm, I don't know. I haven't really. It wasn't really the worst thing. I don't know. I haven't really you just watched shit anything. on Ozark. No, I did. I liked it. I just that was like. Really a lot. I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. But, yeah, it was a lot. You got to pick something. I don't have anything. Everything you watched has been awesome? Yeah, I mean, I haven't really watched much. I've played jigsaw puzzles on my fucking phone. (laughs) (laughs) Or I've listened to another podcast. (laughs) Wow. Uh, With Dak Shepard. So, I think... What's going to be interesting is when you edit this and you actually have to listen to our podcast, it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be like a whole new world. Okay, so moving on. Worst thing I've watched on Netflix. I don't do this very much at all. I really don't. But I'm going to have to agree with Jenna on this. I really, I've liked everything I've watched. Like, um, from... There was that new uh, really good movie from the guy who plays Thor, hmm? Chris Hemsworth. Oh, yeah, Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. He just released a new Netflix movie. It's freaking phenomenal. Um, and then there's another good one with Ben Affleck and some other guys. Um, so, actually, I mean, I've been really watching the shit out of Netflix <laughs> and playing a ton of Xbox um, at night. So, um yeah, I would say definitely not the worst thing you uh, I've watched is, is really nothing, okay? Um, so let's get into this. Issues during these times. Um, let's start off by nutrition during the pandemic. How's your food been since you started, since this all kicked off? Well, on, I stopped tracking. So we're back on that? Yeah. But did that work out for you well last time? No, but I'm also not eating the same amount. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I stopped tracking. But how do you know if you don't track? Because I can tell I'm not eating as much food. You can tell when you're not eating as much food. Hmm. I know how much carbs and fats and proteins is in. Yeah, food. not in all your snacks. Yeah. Okay. Well, like I wasn't cho- eating like enough protein chocolate, at one chip point. You had yesterday. Yeah, but that was good, and I don't do that all the time. Um, I could tell I wasn't eating as much protein at one point, so I started to feel like, like dog shit. Um, so I had to make sure I was doing that and just watching that. But I would say that I'm not definitely not eating as much because I'm not moving. Well, I'm moving actually. Okay. My steps have gone. Do you even know what the hell is going on? Yeah, I do. My steps have gone up like a lot, but I'm not working out as much. Are you shaking your wrist? Is that what no. you're doing? You're trying to get your steps No, I'm walking up? a lot and I'm moving around. Because like I said, normally I come in here and then I sit in this chair for the majority of the day, which is probably why my hip flexors always hurt. <laughs> and then 
Yeah. Then I work out, but it's not like we're running five miles to get, like, steps in, per se. So, I'm moving a lot more, but I'm not eating as much, for sure. I'm not eating a shit ton of junk food. Um, were you at any point? Maybe a little bit at the beginning, but... You're like, free for all! Yeah. I think, yeah, I think everybody kind of had that mindset. Like <laughs> They did. I like... A fuck it mentality. Like, I'm just yep. going to eat whatever I want. <laughs> I can't go to the gym. I'm eating whatever. But then I was like, I don't really feel like going back to being a chunkers. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've watched what I'm eating a little bit, but not tracking. Yeah. Nutrition, you know, I've still been running all my nutrition classes. Um, then before I get to them, me, yeah, I... I actually, same way, I haven't tracked. This is the first time I haven't tracked, and I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. Um, I think occasionally I was, um, and it's not because of what I was eating. I, I've never been scared to put in anything in my phone. I would say my biggest issue through this hasn't been my whole meals. It's been my uh, snacking meals. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm up. Uh, I'm usually up late anyways, but chips or just as random handfuls of this here and there, like, that I never would do, um, and you co- you mix that with like working out maybe two times a week. Yeah, um, you definitely get the old gut. I was telling Pat the other day that my burpees feel so much easier um, because my gut's hanging out and I don't have to go down as far. Oh, brother! <laughs> um, but nutrition across the board, uh, I have a lot of insight. I've given I think about a hundred. I've done about a hundred. Nu- nutrition calls at least um and that's not a random number uh over this pandemic thing across the board people struggle with nutrition uh right away um we already know that nutrition and mentality are connected to to each other right if jenna has a bad day does she care more or less about tracking her food less okay so um and that, that's across the board. That's not just Jenna. That is everybody from me to her to you, know, you guys. So um, we had some bad weather during the first part of this pandemic. It wasn't like it was beautiful out the whole time. We had some good days. Actually, balls cold. Remember as we went on that uh, hike like a week or two after? Yeah. It was like 30 degrees maybe. Well, and – like all the grocery stores were crazy. So like for me, I literally didn't go to the grocery store for probably two weeks. I just ate whatever my parents made. Um, well, or I, I ordered you, food. I don't know if you heard this, but you can't get the coronavirus at the grocery stores. <laughs> <laughs> but at CrossFit gyms, you can definitely get it, right? Yeah, I think I heard that too. Yeah, that's that's you can't get it there. So any any huh. grocery store that has food well, items, I know it's safe. Yeah. Um. So I think we should start working out at Kroger's. That's, that'd be cool. Um. But across the board, nutrition has been an issue, okay? Right away, uh, people's mentality, like, you could, it just felt like people's souls got sucked out of them that, that first week and two, uh, first two weeks. Um, it's unknown. that Something was ripped from them, and they, like Jenna, she said that she doesn't, like, adjust well uh, or cope well. Um, and people who weren't coping very well with change – uh, this was a big factor and what comes along with that is nutrition. That means that now they don't feel like eating or tracking the food. They don't feel like food prepping. Uh, they don't, 
feel like going to the store, and it's not because they're afraid they're going to die. It's because they just don't want to do shit. Like, it's jury out. Something's taken away from you. You can't see your people. The, the unknown of when is this going to end. Okay. Well, a lot of stuff was out of stock, too. So it was like... Yeah, but a lot, honestly, people say that, but the stuff that we all eat, typically, I didn't have a problem finding. I didn't find chicken two times. I can agree on the on the on chicken. I'm talking yeah, about vegetables like, and potatoes yeah, are there, but yeah, all this, all like the side items for sure. Yeah, um, which is funny. Yeah, but also, I mean, I get it. If you're like planning for this apocalypse that was happening, then right, um, then you're not gonna want fresh food. Really, a lot boxed shit or canned. But let's be honest, they didn't buy it because of that. They bought it because that's what typically they buy, right? Yeah. Um. So nutrition definitely was a factor, and I think a lot of that was tied to the mentality portion of it. Uh, people's numbers were uh, – they did well. Uh, I would say people who were really consistent typically um, were somewhat inconsistent. People who could be inconsistent uh, were definitely more inconsistent. So um, the biggest thing I did to try to help and take some pressure because a lot of people will put more pressure on them if they – Okay, you can't go to the gym. It's dreary out. You're not working. You may not have gotten your unemployment uh, that you filed for, so you're not getting paid. Bills are coming up. You don't know what you're going to do. The last thing you want to do is put more pressure on someone like that because at that point, uh, one more thing could literally literally uh, snap their legs in half. Yeah, um, I think it's just like we said earlier. It's just like a weird, unique time that no one really knows how exactly how to react, and you're in shock. And scared of shit because the media's <laughs> freaking everybody out. Yeah, fear, fear, fear is a huge factor in a lot of things, right? But if if we're going to remove the fear and and just even the pandemic, as far as potentially contracting the coronavirus, when you when someone feels like they failed at their nutrition at the end of the day, and then they start seeing that they they look different in the mirror. It fucks them up mentally. It really mm-hmm. does. It, it it just puts them in another deep, deeper, more rooted depression. Um, well, I think if you have like body image issues already, and then yeah, you're. I feel like this is a time where you have so much time to like think about things and worry or whatever. So then you start obsessing <laughs> over I, that kind of stuff. Too, right. You know? I I totally agree with that. Um. So my goal to tell everybody and take pressure off them was just to try to maintain what they have you're going to you're going to mess up there's going to be times that you're going to eat something you typically don't um actually that happened quite a bit and uh typically people would feel really guilty about that and you know i would just reassure them that hey this is hard like you may not feel stress from the coronavirus you may not think that it's stressing you out but i'm hearing your voice i'm seeing your actions Something's going on. There's underlying underlining stress caused by this, even though you may not, uh, it may not be very apparent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I've seen throughout all this. Um, but to know as this has progressed, um, I think people finally and it found their you know parentheses like new norm or quotations, whatever the hell it is. Uh, they found their new norm. They kind of settled in. When okay, take Jenna for example. If if something doesn't go like boom, boom, boom for her, it derails her. 
Okay. And that's, we had this talk the other day. It's, it could be training. It could be her business. It could be any uh, nutrition. If it isn't like in order of what she's used to and something like is moved away from that, it throws her off and it derails her. And I'm, I've seen that a lot through this nutrition. Like when people are uh, timing was a big thing because they're not working. Okay. So I wake up, I have my breakfast at six 30. I go to the, go to my work at nine. I'm having my snack at 10 30. I'm having this and at, you know, 12, 15, I'm having this and I'm having my pre-workout uh, snack at three, whatever. And then they come home and work out. Well, now they don't have all that. Well, we're creatures of habit, whether people admit yeah. it or not. But um, I know, like, for me, I don't know if it is because I have anxiety or not. But I, like, my thing is routine. And if something is, like, not in a routine, that is what bothers me. Like, I remember even whenever I would go on vacation, it would bother me so much because, like, I wasn't doing what I normally would do. And then I would start... It was almost like I was, like, missing that. Like, I would rather be home and, like, be doing what I do every single day than to be relaxing or whatever. But, I mean, right now I kind of would actually <laughs> rather just be, like, on a beach or something. Right. Just only to get kicked off by a drone. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think habit is definitely a big deal. But when that's removed from someone, um, they wake up, they don't know, okay, they lose their purpose, meaning – they have all day to work out, but then they don't work out, okay? Mm -hmm. And then you put them in their routine. They have, you know, literally like 90 minutes to work out, and they don't miss a day, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's because when people were – Structure. The, yeah, what they were missing was structure. They weren't holding themselves accountable, meaning, okay, hey, I'm not working, okay? Um, so at – I tell you someone who did really good at this, and I talked to him about it. It was uh, from, our here, from our gym, Zach Roll. He um, – he literally worked out the exact same day, same time every single day. He held it as if it was – that was his routine. And if you can say – if I said, hey, Jenna, you're going to work out at 3.30 every day, okay? And you're like, okay, cool. She now knows she's going to work backwards from that 3.30 point. So she has – she's got to have her breakfast. She's got to have her snack. She's got to have her lunch. She's got to have her pre-workout snack. Now she'll be able to space that out from the time she wakes because she's going to wake at a specific, specific time now so she can work out at this specific time. And then she knows everything she has to do in between it. So I started telling people, hey, pick a workout time and then work backwards. And then after is just make up your numbers, mm -hmm. right? And I think when people started really kind of doing that, they had a lot uh, bigger su success with it. Um, uh, inconsistent training. Um and some are actually training more consistently, which I found very weird. Um, I've had a couple of people who typically are a maybe three times a week here. Um, and since this, they're going like five to six times, literally. And so it, it was funny to see it switch because how many times a week are you working out? Mm. Average. Maybe like four. Maybe. Yeah. Right. So, and there's times where you've went almost a week without working out. Yeah, well, my dog died. Besides then, um, like uh, you miss a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, mm, and maybe work yeah. out Wednesday. You would never do that on a normal schedule, right? No. And that's the thing is people like Jenna who's very consistent of working out, sometimes became more inconsistent, okay? Mm -hmm. 
I stayed pretty much the fucking same. <laughs> and, um, and then you have others who actually, like I said, they train more. It was kind of cool to see. And I was just talking to um, uh, Evan about this the other day. He's becoming more addicted to CrossFit now, and he's in his 50s, than he's ever been, okay? And he's been – he comes in like on a Saturday and Sunday and does a workout. Yeah, I think um, – well, that, but I also think like he's probably gained some confidence also because he's lost like a good amount of weight. I feel like when you like get to that point and you like see results – I know, like, his nutrition's been really good. Him and Lane have been really working hard at that, and they both have lost a good amount of weight and look great. But um, I feel like when you start to, like, get confidence like that, too, you start to well, his, work out more. Well, his confidence came not from that because he, he they've, they've been down in weight for a while. It actually came because they used feeling more fit because he was coming more consistently. If you get – and I've always said this in our podcast. If you come three days a week, that's maintained – Fourth and fifth day are where it's at. Like, that's your gains. He's been coming. He's been doing it four or five days a week ever since this has happened. Mm -hmm. He's on the tail end, and now he's getting addicted to it because his performance is going through the roof. He's able to do things longer, harder, faster that he could never do before. Mm -hmm. And it's because he was training half the fucking time. And it, that's, that's someone who's been doing CrossFit for a long time, who is your prototypical GPP uh, person. And they're now becoming addicted to it because they're seeing the transformation in their fitness. And that's really, really cool to see. Um, this is a big one. So another big issue through this was people's mentality, right? Anxiety, depression, addiction, social separation. How has your mentality been throughout all this? I remember when they first said like the gym was closing, which I was like worried about. I was in the office and I was crying to you. <laughs> Um, and I was like more scared cause I guess, uh, I mean, this is like my life, you know, Dude, like, like <laughs> I'm sitting there. I just wrap up a nutrition call and Jen, I think she can't, she came in to get something. I was getting ready to leave, but she, you got, you were getting something. I don't, I don't know what the mm. hell it was. And mm. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. And then and I just started crying. Lost it. <laughs> it's being taken away. <laughs> I'm like, What? Yeah. Um, so I think I thought it was going to be really bad. And then honestly, I don't think I did too bad for a while. Um, and then I had to put my dog down and that was pretty hard and emotional. And then it seemed like ever since then, um, I don't know. I'd been like more anxious. I think, I think because that was like the time when things were like going to start opening back up. Supposedly. Yeah. And like, I, everybody started freaking out. Um, and like, is this the right decision? Is this the wrong decision? Fast and then just, a month later. It's yeah. Still and it's still the same thing. Yeah. But, um, I think like ever since then, it's just been, I've had more anxiety than I have from the beginning. So, um, I'm really not totally sure why that is, but I would say for the majority of the time, I didn't feel too bad. I didn't feel like too depressed or anything, but um, I think the longer that it goes, I'm just like, holy shit, can we be done now? And not to say like that the coronavirus isn't serious or whatever, or doesn't suck to have it, but I'm almost to the point where it's like, fuck it, just give it to me so we can <laughs> get on. You know what I give mean? Give me my antibodies. Yeah. Just like, I don't want to be sick and I'm not, I feel bad like saying that because I know that there's people that have died from it. I mean, I know that people... 
Yeah, people have died from that, among other things. Like, yeah. But we're just – we only care right now, unfortunately – a majority, or not a majority, let's say 60% society only cares about the people who died from the coronavirus, not the other people who died from other shit, right? Like, yeah. we would never talk about someone else dying, but you attach coronavirus to it, and it's like you share a common bond, right? Yeah. But you don't share, you have depression, anxiety, and but you don't share a common bond with someone that just blew their fucking head off, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't get it. I think it's, it, it's, it's one of those things, okay? So... The biggest thing I've seen in, in my – I've been very outspoken how I feel about this since about the 16th of March. March. <laughs> and um, for whatever reason, you guys know I, I, I love data, hated data in school, but I love it now. Um, but nev- nothing really ever added up to me, right? So when I start seeing these things, and but then I get to have these conversations with people over nutrition and I hear people I care about a lot, how down they are, how low they are in their lives. And like, you know, it could be relating to alcohol, like doing habit, taking on habits they haven't done for years. Uh, the possibility of them having the possibility of going to that and falling down that hole of uh, drugs or some other addiction that they had. Um, they've been fighting off for multiple years. When I hear the pain in their voices, that fucking pisses me off. Like it just fires me up. I'm I'm thinking now this shit better be worth it. Everybody better fucking die. That they're <laughs> saying, okay. If you're gonna scare the shit of our people, okay, you're gonna scare the shit out of our people, and you're gonna shut down their support system that they need as individuals, right? Because they don't care. You're socially distancing. I don't give a fuck if it kills you is what is what it's, it's it's sounding like, right? I don't care that you have anxiety. I don't care that you're depressed as shit. I don't care that you suffer from addiction. I don't care if you're recovering from it. You don't fucking matter, okay? Because you better stay six feet away from me because you're not going to kill me. But I don't care if you die. Don't you infect me and don't you infect my grandma or grandpa. But I don't give a fuck if you go off to the corner and kill yourself because you your support system has literally been ripped from your grasp uncontrollably okay that's what it pisses me off it, it drives me nuts okay now with that said obviously i don't want everybody to die but i want it to be for something i want our people that i that i've talked to and other people i've talked to they're suffering i want it to be for something i don't want it to be for nothing okay and that's just kind of how i feel about this because um two days ago they just released a thing on uh, the suicide hotlines when this all kicked off about the first after the first week they were up 300 percent suicide hotline calls okay uh from the well-being it's a public health group uh that tracks all this um suicide hotline calls are up now 1000 percent yeah i was gonna say pandemic. i thought i heard 1000 percent, which is crazy they estimate that 70,000 americans will have committed suicide during this pandem- pandemic due to drug and alcohol abuse um, everybody's worried about 70,000 people dead from the coronavirus, but this 70,000, they don't give a fuck about. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that, but we were talking, or that lady was talking about, um, you know, how people like aren't getting checked for cancers and stuff like that too. And then, right. I didn't even bring that up, but you're right. So, uh, like another, people are too scared to go to the hospital or checkups for things. Another statistic is, 
80,000 Americans are going to go undiagnosed during this three-month period for three very uh, fatal cancers that affect uh, a large portion of the population. One was colon, one was breast, and I forget the third one. So 80,000 people will go undetected during this point in time on average. Um, that means now they've went undetected for three months. Their treatment may not begin for another however many. This could be catastrophic to them too. So are their families, right, are their families and their loved ones, are their loss no greater than someone who dies from the coronavirus? No. I think I think that it is obviously – um, like you don't want to get the coronavirus, but, um, I think that like, especially the media, I almost feel like it should be like illegal for how much they are like spreading fear onto people because I've talked to like multiple nurses and they're like, you don't have anything to be like scared about. Like nothing needs to be scary. Like it obviously is going to suck if you get it, but it's not like. We're not all going to die, you know, and that's, and that's like, everybody rationally knows that, I think. I mean, we're all going to die at some point. Yeah, but from that, like right now, it feels like, that's what it feels like is that we're all going to die right now. Yep. If I, if I, if I sat down any person during this time and I said, here's your two options, stage five cancer or the coronavirus. Do you pick one? You have to have it. Which 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 one are you gonna fucking take? <laughs> Literally, which one are you gonna take? Um, the coronavirus. Okay, and why is that? Right, because we've seen that stage five cancer. There's no going back. There's potential I may not die with this one, and even though you could die from it, right? Um, but that's the problem I have. Is right. It better be for something because seventy thousand Americans killing themselves. That's a big deal. Eighty thousand Americans going to undiagnosed. That's a big deal. People, uh, 60,000 dying from coronavirus, that's a big deal. Every person should matter, but when you go into the grand scheme of things, during this, it's affected people's mentality, okay? Mm-hmm. I've You've ripped someone away who needs a support system. Um, CrossFit is notorious for uh, their support system, support system for people who have anxiety, depression, and are recovering addicts. Um, they have to have that, right? But it's... Imagine um, if you're the most avid CrossFit you never miss and CrossFit, you can never work out again. Yeah. Ever. Right? Or take the one thing that you need in your life. Say it's your family. Let's say they take your family away from you for three months. Your support system, your loved ones. That's if you like them. (laughs) Uh, And they rip that from you. Whatever your biggest support system, whatever your biggest outlet is, imagine that getting ripped away from you and told that it's not important. Right, for undetermined amount of time. Yeah, that's what I think is getting people. It's the undetermined amount of time. It's there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. So, if you just talked about earlier, right, you were doing fine when you thought it was going to end. Then they're like they extended it 30 days, and now you have 33 more days. Mm-hmm. Right, they extended it three, two or three days prior. Now you know you have 33 more days. You're like, holy shit, I got to do every. It's almost like completing Murph. Yeah, coming in. And then five minutes later, like, yeah, oh, hey, you got to go do Murph again. Yeah. And you just PR'd your Murph. Mm-hmm. Shit. And then you come back in. And, hey, um, we're going to do Murph again, but we're going to go backwards. You got to go 300, 200, 100, whatever. You know? And this time you got to carry, have a weight vest. 
uh, and you got to carry a med ball on all your runs. Uh, in one arm and then do a 50 pound farmer's carry on the other like it's like it's this progressive like shit show fest that is being dumped on people right and i think that's a big issue um and probably one of the biggest issues i've seen during this time is and hearing from people is uh not senior gym peeps um i would say across the board that was unanimous uh, from people I've talked to, and I didn't take a poll, but just through casual conversations, miss, missing the people. They miss the people. Um, so the same people that may have annoyed you at one point for some reason inside your gym, you now miss them <laughs> because uh, you don't have them, right? Um, <sighs> working out at home is very challenging, right? Um, you don't work out as hard. You don't. You're not as intent. Your, your, your intensity is definitely lower unless you have the right me- mental breakup to do it. Um, so therefore you need that person that is competitive in the, in the sense of you guys are very similar skill sets. They drop the bar, you pick the bar up, right? And yeah. then they're waiting for you to drop the bar. So they pick the bar up, right? Cause they want to get you by one rep or they want to get you by one second. Not in a bad way, not like, oh, I beat you by one bitch. It's, it's No, like, you're moving. You're moving, and it's they're motivating you during a workout where you, you want to rest, but you're like, fuck, that, that bitch is picking that bar up, so I ain't, I ain't going to rest, mm-hmm. right? People are missing that. They're missing the high fives. They're missing the hugs. I think even Eric Klaus was talking about how he misses <laughs> hugs, and he hates to be hugged. And, um, and I've talked to people from other states that are going through the same thing, CrossFitters. Um, some I do nutrition for, some I work with, and it's the same thing. It's well, it, this is across the board. CrossFitters across the board are suffering, no matter if they're at the highest level or GG, GPP level. There's there's some sort of suffering going on from not seeing their their crew. Yeah. Well, two things. Like one, if you're well, I guess three. If you're already um, closer with people from the gym than you are your, like your family, and they mean you say if yeah, I mean most people yeah, <laughs> yeah it they're closer is. than yeah. um, and those are like you know your closest people, um, then that sucks. Two, if you have like anxiety or depression or whatever, that this is like an outlet and not, I mean not only like mentally but like like scientifically <laughs> it like you are releasing things you know yeah, so endorphins. You yeah feel like shit endorphins make you feel better actually i just had someone to interrupt you someone just told me the other day they said um i've never regretted a workout i've done i've only regretted the workouts i haven't done yeah yeah i mean you know what i'm saying so no matter how big of a shit show they're they just did they feel better about afterwards and the only time they ever regret doing anything is when they don't do a workout. Yeah, I mean, at least you're moving. Right. You know? um, and then, like, if you live alone, like, you're we're meant for human interaction, you know? Look at social media, right? Yeah. I mean, you look at Instagram, this fucking TikTok bullshit. Yeah. Uh, you got, um, you know. Don't hate on TikTok. I'm just saying, you got Facebook. And obviously, we want, we want social whatever. Yeah. And now with that said, through all this, uh, there's a lot of people who aren't going to be so social friends on Facebook anymore because of their, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I've been blocked, deleted, 
unfollowed uh, a couple of times because of, you know, I'm opinionated. Whatever. Everybody has their own opinion. Yeah, I don't care. You can unfollow the shit out of me, but yeah. you're obviously like me because you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think those are, it's hard. Do you miss working out with the group? Yeah, I do. I miss having a routine and I miss, like I said, interaction with other people than you. I mean, you don't have to come here. This is my gym. I'm just kidding. Uh, this is my gym. This is my area. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Here, that's a pollen. Holy shit. All right. So, uh, going to the last part here. How do we move forward once the gyms open back up? What's your biggest concern once we open back up? Do you have any? That it'll shut back down? Yeah. That's a legitimate concern. That's my only concern. I'm not... I don't know. Um, my family is technically like higher risk if they were to get sick. So obviously I don't want my family to get sick. Um, although I'm like 90% positive that my mom and my brother already had this in February, but, um, right. So the new data coming out. So Miami County, the very first case was January, January. We were the first case in Ohio, I believe. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it because it was a uh, seven year old woman. I'm sure everybody has a story like this, but, um, we had about three or four people in here that was really, really sick at one point, and they they tested negative for um, flu. They didn't have strep. Um, they just said they had some sort of virus, and they weren't given anything to really treat it. And because um, you can't, you gotta let a virus kind of run its course. So they just went by with it, and they were they were pretty damn sick. Yeah. Um, so could it be? Could have been that? Possibly. Was it? Who knows? They only way you'll know is have an antibody test. Now, I'm sure that there's people out there that are going to uh, claim that the antibodies aren't accurate. I don't know. There's always like, here's this test. It's going to show you what. And then someone's like, eh, that test don't work. Okay. Well, well it's like, like this. It's like hot, hot, cold therapy. Like ice or do I do, do hot therapy? Which one's better, right? I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Like they both have benefits, but I don't use either because I don't believe in either. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty traumatic. Would be if we we get back for about two weeks. Yeah, and, and we're they're shut like, down just kidding. Month. Yeah, uh, in the state of Ohio, I could definitely see that happening. <laughs> to yeah. be honest with you, if we ever get it open, um, I'd say. Let's see, my biggest concern is going to be people don't feel comfortable coming into the gym. Yeah. Now, I've not heard that from anybody. Okay. Um, but other gyms, I read like uh, Morning Chalk Up did a, a write up on this, um, and there's a lot of people saying they weren't going to go back to the gym the rest of the year. Now, to me, that's fucking okay. That, that, that screams two things: one, that's extreme. Mm-hmm. Okay, two, they weren't even really going anyways. Right? Yeah. It wasn't that important to them, right? So we're going to talk about how if this is important to someone, is CrossFit for each one of our members equally as important? No. Absolutely not. Uh, but they're still members, right? Mm-hmm. So as important as it may be for you, it's not going to be as important for another one of our members that's been with us for six years, mm-hmm. right? It just may not be. Um, so that would be a big concern of mine if they didn't feel safe coming in here. Um, as an owner, uh, I could seriously see a 50-50 or 60-40 split on people being worried and not worried, meaning 60% worried and 40% not or 50-50. Um, and I would just use this in comparison, not based off of my own uh, personal belief, but 
I go to I I've been going to the grocery store more than I ever have in my entire life, right? And um, I've not socially distanced. Um, only people I've really stayed away from uh, is my parents because they are technically at risk. Um, I truly believe, and I've said this from day one: if you're 65 plus or you're immune uh, compromised. Definitely. I think this is definitely serious for you because it's been proven that those are the people who it does attack, right? Weaker immune systems, the elderly, and people who are immune compromised. Uh, definitely, this is very serious for them. Uh, people who are young, healthy with no major underlining uh, con conditions, um, you're going to be fine with this from statistically speaking, right? Um, but As an owner, I see people, I'd say it's a 50-50 split when I go into Kroger, people wearing masks, people not wearing masks, right? So if you're wearing a mask openly, okay, in public, by choice, you're not forced to, um, then that shows that me a couple things. One, they're immune compromised, okay, or two, they're scared. So I would say it is a 50-50 split right now in grocery stores every time I go to Kroger. And that's through two, two different Kroger, Troy and Piqua. Um, and I go to those probably at least once or twice each per week. I might go to Troy once and Piqua is two or three times. Because you can't, there's still some stuff you can't, can't get, right? Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I think it's our responsibility as ownership to create an environment where the worried individuals feel safe, okay? Meaning if you're part of the 50 or 60% that are actually legitimately concerned, okay, I can't have a place that you walk in it's like, I don't, I don't fucking care. Fuck the coronavirus, right? I can't have that mentality, right? Even though I may feel that way, like, hey, I wash my hands. I don't touch my fucking face. Uh, right. I'm not going up and, you know, rubbing up on fucking random strangers. Like <laughs> you don't or, do that normally. No, yeah, I do it normally. Oh, okay. Just um, not now. And I'm not here. I'm not saying, Hey, put your finger in my eye. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing stupid shit. Right. Um, but with that said, I don't, I don't want someone who has anxiety about this, uh, or legitimate, le legitimately concerned or, or immune compromised. Okay, I would say if you're immune, you have immune issues, this could be a scary place to come into initially, right? Um, not because you're going to contract it, but there's a potential. But there's a potential that on your walk, way walking into the gym, you could get hit by a car in the parking lot and die, right? Or become seriously injured. But to create an atmosphere where, okay, if there are protocols in place, all but one, I will follow. Um, if you got to have. Uh, hand sanitizer when you walk in and when you walk out, we'll have a station for that. Okay. Um, if we need to be six feet apart, well, our barbells are six feet apart. Okay. But I'm not going to treat people like kids in here, meaning I'm not going to draw an X on the floor and you're not the fucking leave this spot and you stay right there. Like, just be smart. You're a fucking adult, Jenna. You know, like, hey, let's, uh, let's respect those who may be worried about this. Okay. And, don't assume that everybody's cool with it and that you can walk up and give them a you know, slap on the ass saying good job, right? That will definitely still happen. <laughs> yeah. But um, so I'm not going to have these perfectly taped boxes with like, here's your station. You're not the lead. You will 
live and die here. I think that's ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. If you're getting ready to walk past, wait till someone else walks. Like it's it's pretty simple. Don't get in someone's space because you may they may be worried about this and they need to feel safe. Um, but with that said, there's one thing I will never do, and I told I even sent an uh, email out to our members. If it's if we're required to wear masks, we won't open. It's just the reality. People who have COPD, anxiety, um, any type of uh, asthma. asthma, which would rake in with COPD, um, or any type of like claustrophobia, which some people do, and that usually is tied to anxiety. Um, that's not happening. I don't. I don't think even our governor's that big of an idiot to do that. Honestly, but you never know. I could. I legitimately said that it would be something. And when we open, it's gonna be something so stupid that we can't open. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you can open, but you got to wear masks when you work out. Okay. So you want me to take our people who have asthma that use inhalers and have COPD? They got to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Well, no, not those guys. They don't have to wear a mask because okay, I thought we had to wear a mask, right? That's the problem I have is you don't have to wear a mask, but you have to wear a mask. Like. If they have COPD, you don't have to wear it. Well, are they going to fucking die from this coronavirus? They can't get it because they have COPD. You know what I mean? Yeah. So which one is it? I will never do that, right? And that's only out of safety for our people. There is no way I'm going to have someone have an asthma attack and fucking die in here, okay, because they're trying to suck air through a, a mask that they have to wear. Well, I, it's hard to breathe, like working with one with let alone no humidity. yeah and let alone working out and breathing right. heavy so so that'd be the only time we won't we want to hear to it and we won't do it all mm-hmm. right and if you don't like that then that's i'm sorry you just won't have to you don't have to be here because um i'm not going to risk someone's life legitimately that i see we have multiple people on inhalers that they're already breathing through a damn straw in a workout. I can't even imagine that alone. Yeah. And then you're restricting even more airflow and they have an asthma attack and die. Yeah, it's a safety thing. Definitely a safety thing. Uh, So with that said, we were creating an environment that's safe, but with that, it's a double-edged sword. Uh, Meaning, if I push too far only caring about the people who, um, who are worried about this coronavirus... Um, then I ignore people who aren't really that concerned about it. And I come in and there's all these safety protocols. Like I got fucking caution tape up. I got these perfectly boxes. If you leave your box, you got to wait until the next person is, you know, six feet away before you can exit your box and don't run up on them. You know, keep your distance and like, like all this stuff, like wipe down the bars. Cool. Totally understand it. We de chalk our bars after every workout anyway. It's the only thing we don't always do. People who sweat a lot already do this is they use wet wipes on them, right? Mm-hmm. Not everybody does that. I have no problem with that. Using wet wipes on the freaking pull-up break, no problem. Hand sanitizer, in and out, leaving the doors open so you don't have to touch doorknobs. No problem. I'm cool. Pee with, with the door open. Pee with the door open. That's fine. Fuck it. Yeah. I, I mean, just, do you need help wiping? <laughs> <laughs> you have a dingleberry. You want me to get that for Ew. you? <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, but there's, if I push too far to have all these restrictions, uh, someone like me, I, I could see personally, me, it doesn't matter for me personally here, but I'm like, well, fuck, like, I don't need to do all this. Like, why do I have to now, I'm paying the same fucking membership mm-hmm. as you, just because you're more worried than I am, I get, I have to do all this stuff because you're worried. Well, what if it was flipped? 
what if we walk into a gym and it's carefree, no hand sanitizer, don't worry about wiping yourself down, all, no one's ever going to see if we're adhering to social distancing, it's going to be fine. If I disregarded yours that you're worried about and just went to the person who is really, doesn't really care about like social distancing, six feet separation, hand sanitizer this, hand sanitizer that, leaving the door open when you're taking piss or shit, you know what I'm saying? If I would go to that extreme, now the person who is worried is going to feel left out, right? Mm-hmm. And what I found, what I'm finding, the more I kind of chew through this, it's a very, it's going to be a very delicate balance that's going to require a lot of communication, and that communication is going to have to be very detailed in the fact of look, hey, respect each other's shit, wash your fucking hands, okay? Uh, when you come in and out, use a hand sanitizer thing if that's required, okay? That's what we're going to do, right? Beyond that, we're not going. Over and beyond, I'm not going to sit here and make you bring, like I'm saying, people bring their own little bags of chalk, okay, because my research shows that viruses don't adhere to chalk. I could be wrong um, because of the compounds it's made out of. Bring your own bags of chalk or going to liquid chalk, um, you know, don't even think about brushing up past someone, you know, go in alphabetical order to put your bars away, just stupid shit like that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um so I think it's going to be a very delicate balance and takes a lot of communication. Other than that, man, I don't have anything on the training through a pandemic. What's the most thing that you're excited about once we do open up? Just seeing everybody and also being in a routine again. But I'm also nervous, I guess. About what? Because uh, things will be different still. Yeah. I think they'll be a little different. Um, so, not only that, but I want to respect my family who I live with. And if they're worried, I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable either. So, yeah, And I think even that's going to be a double-edged sword because you're right. I think I got, I know another person from here for sure. Um, Their, their parent is immune compromised. Yeah. And well, it's like, do you work out or like go somewhere that – you could potentially get it per se easier. You never know where you're getting and it's not like you can see it, but, um, or do you want to see your mom? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of like one of those things. Cause like my, my brothers both have, um, like one's a cop and one's a nurse. So they're around people all the time. And, um, we really haven't been able to see them for a while. So I just uh, seen this meme. It says, <laughs> If a fart can get through two ass cheeks, underwear, and jeans, WTF makes you all think a virus ain't coming through that mask. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny, though. <laughs> but, yeah, I Dang. think. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got two butt cheeks locking it down. You got underwear and jeans. Yeah, and we can still smell your Nasty. shitty ass. <laughs> yeah, you stink. You stink, you motherfucker. Um, I, uh, yeah, I think the, the atmosphere is going to definitely be freaking litty titty once we get back in here with everybody and i can't wait to actually see that and and hear it and hear the buzz i miss the buzz of the gym i miss the uh the loud grunting noises of like people giving it their all um i do i'm not a big person on routine um but i do miss the coaching aspect of it hopefully i still remember what the hell i'm doing in here so probably not Got any closing thoughts on this? I don't think so. Let us know if you like it or not, I guess. If you don't, just tell Jenna. If you like it, let me know. 
All right, so we got our patrons. Um, please don't forget to uh, leave a review. Uh, written reviews are huge for us, especially since we've been uh, absent from Apple for a bit. Um, we're, I think, 101 still written reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, please share episodes. Let us know if you uh, got anything you want to talk about. And um, we're going to get the YouTube back up and going. I think we're at 91 subscribers on there. We haven't done it in about two years. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so we'll probably start getting that back up. But Patreon, who we got? All right. Well, these are the swag box peeps. All right. We got one or two new swags, didn't we? Um, I think we got one new one. Uh, Michaela Braddock. Braddock. I'm going to murder your guys' name because it's been a while. Um, David you've, Luke Grupp. You've had three months to get these down. Whatever. Um, Jerry. Let's see. Gareth Crowther, Natasha Bowling, Meg Maham, <laughs> Mayhem, and that's it for the... You Jamie Metcalf? Oh, yeah, and Jamie Metcalf. What the... F- Sorry, Jamie. She even has a, well, list, like, no, because, she has a list right in front of her. No, it's because I don't write her address in my notes because I give her her box every month. And Here. Then what, what kind of other support we got um let's see monica christian lavana hollyfield adam bowen ryan burgai michelle rowell brody mays and last but not least rick terry (laughs) you know Guys, the, the Patreon is so important to us. Honestly, if it, if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have been able to buy this stuff. I mean, this is almost $1,000 of equipment we just bought um, because of Patreon. Um, so you literally, the people who are get, donating this money, you single-handedly allowed us to go out and buy this equipment and still be able to bring this to everybody. Um, so really appreciate the support. Um, we're taking up. How many? We're only taking like three or four more swag boxes right now, I think. Yeah. Before we shut it down for a little bit. Not shut it down, but we're not going to take on any more. Yeah. Um, so, um, excited. The new ones just came out. Some Most people have them. I think Gareth will get his sometime next year. <laughs> yeah. Between the coronavirus Actually, and, and I, living in Australia. Yeah, I think his might be coming we, this we week. We need to get him another beer glass, though. He's he's using it and washing it and using it the next day. We got to get him a couple more. Seriously. Um, but no, thank you so much for the support. Uh, we're going to do our best to give you the best as always. Um, that's all I got. Yeah. I'm out. Peace. Peace. Bye.